Hello everyone and welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast, a show about punk rock music, blood, violence, guitar solos. Wow! Ooh, wow. What, what note was that? Uh, uh, F sharp. Oh, that sounds right. Okay. I have perfect pitch, you know. Oh, do you? No. No. I'm. I don't know. I'm I do actually. I, really? Yeah, I took a test for it where, uh, like, you uh, do. You can do it on the computer, and it plays you different songs. Uh huh. And you uh, choose whether it like sounds like out of tune or not. And oh. I got it. Like, I can't like do it with like playing instruments, but like uh-huh. I can hear when something's not right or out of pitch. That's kind of awesome. You should put that in your resume. Yeah, it's not really any useful skill whatsoever, but. Yeah. Ryan Snyder, co-host, Sex and Violence. Perfect pitch. Pitch perfect. Mm-hmm. Still haven't watched it. I need to see a third one. I haven't gotten around to it. I heard it had middling reviews. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not there for a great movie. I'm there for a good time, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Right. So this is a show about violence and movies and sex, basically, from today and yesterday. I am one of your hosts. My name is Gabriel Elizabeth Mara, and my co-host, who I already introduced... Uh, Ryan Winifred Snyder. Oh, that's very nice. Yes. What's your real last name? Last name? Middle name? Sorry, middle name. Timothy. Right, I think I knew that. Yes. RTS. Or I can do it with my uh, my Christian name as well. Who's that? Ryan Timothy Peter Snyder. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, mine was Raphael. Really? It's my confirmation name. Interesting. Yeah, I want, to, I want to stick with the seraphim. Mm, don't you actually have no middle name? I have no middle name. You're one of those guys. Yeah, though apparently legally I have a middle initial, but no middle name. What's the middle initial? M. Hmm. Mm-hmm. GMM. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Uh, it sounds kind of like... like Enjoying like a jawbreaker, mm. or like you know, sh- sh- shooting shooting a load. A lot of that in this. Movie. Yeah, a lot of that in this movie. Ryan, before we get into the movie, how are you this week? How's life? How's uh, how's the sex and the violence? The sex and the violence is good. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Very very little of the latter. Of the violence, yes. Yes. A lot of the other one. It's fucking yeah, just great. yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. High five. Nothing crazy. Michelle Monaghan's birthday. That's wonderful. Ate a nice Japanese restaurant, and mm-hmm. then dinner on Sunday, and then Skipper ended up being there, so it was kind oh, of cool. Because sure. Skipper's lady friend is Michelle Monaghan's friend. That makes sense. So Skipper was... as in former guest Neil Heimsoth. Yep. Mayor so, of Bethlehem. So it was fun. I got everyone really drunk on uh, French 75s, and Excellent. then my mom called me the next day to yell at me because she had a hangover, and so did everybody <laughs> else, apparently. So, yeah. Uh, good times. How about yourself? You've been in the city lately, right? Um, a little bit. I've been up and down. I'll be spending, one, um, as of air of this episode, I'll be in New York for a nice whirlwind trip. Listeners, as you know, I'm moving to California at the end of the month. So, if for some reason any of you people listening to the show want to like want me to stop by and catch a hang with you while I drive across the country, let me know. Just Instagram me or Instagram us. We'll fucking get a beer. Especially if your town has a beautiful old movie. I should do that. I should drive around the country and visit all the most beautiful old movie theaters and see a movie. That's a pretty good idea. I think that'd be great. I'll stick the pictures of it everywhere I go. Listeners, send me suggestions for your favorite most beautiful movie theaters in the country. I think my route's going to be, I'm going to go down south, I'm going to stop by Austin, then stop by Denver, and then head all the way to Los Angeles. Those are my, my only main stops are Denver and Louisiana. Louisiana? Louisiana. I should go to New Orleans. New Orleans is pretty great. That might be a good idea. I think it's it's a party city. I've heard if you're looking for more of like the food and like Mm -hmm. laid back, uh, Baton Rouge is the place to be. Cool. I've also made the stop by Nashville. I've heard, I've heard Nashville's Nashville's amazing. amazing. So you I would can, love Nashville. I hear I'd love Nashville. Um, the professor, she spent years in Nashville, and she like loves that town. It's crazy. I, I had my bachelor party in Nashville, so awesome. it was um, yeah. And even outside of the normal strip club shit, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. All the honky tonks and the honky tonk women. All the honky tonks, yeah. There was a, a stripper we met named uh, well, I don't know her real name. We just called her Blu-ray because she had blue hair and punk like kind of punk rock movie tattoos. That honestly, why that should have been her stripper name if it wasn't a stripper name. Yeah. Blu-ray is perfect. Blu-ray, yeah. Mm. Mm. Ryan, if you were a stripper, what song would you strip to? Ooh, this is a really tough question. Um, probably by some, something by one of my favorite '80s bands. Naturally. Um, you know what? There's a great song by Kicks off of their uh, third album, okay. and it's the title of the album and the one of the main songs, "Blow My Fuse." Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll cut in a clip of it right now. Good stuff. It's, it's it's great song. Love it. Mine would be the title track off Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because mm. it's all just like 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 sexy snick like guitars and heavy bass and him like muttering weird nonsense words like Anthony Kiedis is wont to do. And then um shouting like Blood Sugar Baby That sounds like something you would strip to. Yeah, pretty much. I'll make it part of my burlesque act. Okay, do it. Please. Yeah, make, so, take a video, send yeah. it. Ryan, I'm excited for my future in Los Angeles, and I think that, like, I'm trying to think, what performance venues have I not done here in Pennsylvania where there's very little? Maybe I can get back into doing boylesque. Boylesque? I'd see, yeah. I'd see you're taking, like, that Patton Oswalt track. Mm. I'm just going to the movies and, like, doing your creative shit. That's the plan, man. That's why I have the movie pass. Oh, you motherfucker. First thing I'm going to do, well, maybe one of the first things, one of my first things I want to do when I get settled is go to the New Beverly. So See whatever the hell's playing jelly. and just hang out. I've heard they play the uh, the whole bloody affair there occasionally. Mm -hmm. right. We should plan for whatever that's happening next and you Fly come up. to LA. I will do that. I've already said to Michelle Monaghan, like, once he gets settled and like is out there for a while, I'm probably mm -hmm. going to fly out and visit him. Because yeah. I have a friend who lives in San Diego as well, so I'll just make it a nice... Yeah. California A trip. Hell yeah. And then a research trip for the food truck. Cause food oh, trucks. absolutely. Yeah. Sure, the huge food truck culture. Yeah. So you got to do some scouting for me. I'm on Just it. find the good food spots and then we'll do LA things. Yeah. Listeners, if you have any LA recommendations for me, or if you're in Los Angeles and you want to sell me your used motorcycle, all the better. Cool. Yeah. I so Ryan, we did a movie this we week. We did do a movie and it's a movie you've been... You know, trying to push on this show yeah. for quite some time. I've been clamoring to do this show, and I think that even when we first thought of this show idea, one of the first movies I added to the list was this one. Yeah, and um, I've heard dissenting opinions. You had said you're probably going to hate this. Mm -hmm. I didn't hate this. That's maybe maybe I lowballed it for you. I, yeah, I think that was probably the, the right way to do it. Instead of like, you know what, this might be kind of middling, which is kind of where I came out on it. I don't mm -hmm. love it. I don't hate it. I just think it's interesting and confusing. Yes. Um, so yes. what is the movie? The movie is 1981's Possession, directed by Andre Zulowski and starring Isabella Johnny and Sam Neill. Beyond the realm of human desire, there is a darkness. Well, that's why I'm with you. Because you say I for me. Love opens to absolutely unknown horizons.
Isabella Johnny, the internationally acclaimed actress in her most explosive, controversial role. Bennett, two men, and a woman no man could ever possess. Special visual effects by Academy Award winner Carlo Rambaldi. Mortal Terror. Oh, Sam Neill. Less very sexy Sam yeah, Neill. Yeah, he was, he was a cutie pie. Oh my god, dude, he's, like, I, I said, like, it, when we were watching, I was like, I bet Sam Neill fucked half of Europe in the dude, early 80s. To. Like, damn. Like, even when he's, like, making weird, smug faces, he's still, like, Like, I see that, I'm like, man, dude. you were a good-looking motherfucker. I wish I was good-looking like you. <gasps> yeah. Ryan, I think you are. I, think I know, it's like the scruff. Sam Neill. It's the scruff. Yeah. I wish I was young Sam Neill. Mm, I think we all wish we were young Sam Neill. I'd yeah. be Sam Neill today. Why not? Yeah. You get, you get that Jurassic Park money. Yeah, and you get that like kind of like elderly statesman thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone who sees you now, even if you're only known for Jurassic Park, people still just respect the fuck out of oh, you. Oh, totally. I, mean, like, I, like I believe that's his probably his own like the movie's most well known for. It has to be. What else would it be? I mean, you're you're in, you're in a big Spielberg. I mean, what else are you? In? What else? Well, let's go with this, Ryan. What do you know Sam Neill from besides being Doctor Alan Grant? Um, possession. <laughs> yeah, that's about it too. Yeah, apparently he's in Peaky Blinders. I've I've heard such good things about that, but I'm kind of in that uh, Stranger Things mode with that. Yeah, where like a lot of people are telling me it's awesome, and I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, I'm sure I'll get to it. It's, it's my thing. Like I I don't have time to watch the movies I want to watch, and then everyone tells me to watch things, and I'm like, ah, it's it's real low on priorities, guys. I'm sorry. Mm. I I don't mean to be a joke about it, but I just have shit to do. Gaby got shit to do. Now, while we're talking, yes. stall for time because I wanted okay. to write something else on this little slip of paper. <laughs> on the challenge list. All right, listeners. So, we did the movie Possession, which again is one of my favorite movies. Not because it's that good, but just because it completely... I said it to Ryan earlier while we were watching it. It tickles me. Every shot is beautiful. And even when it's being fucking ridiculous, it's exactly... Which is often. It's often. This movie is broad. And, like, it's not a subtle movie in the fucking slightest. No. Except for its really, really beautiful, like, set design and its use of color. And it's... it's a, I think this movie's fucking wonderful. Oh, did you know that his name is not Sam? No. His name is Nigel John Dermott. Wow, okay. I guess Nigel Neal and John Neal and Dermot Neal sounds bad. Sam has a ring to it. Yeah. Two L's. Sam Neal. Yeah. Hmm, didn't know that. Nigel. He, can, yeah. Nigel. he looks more like a Sam than he does a Nigel. Yeah, he's from New He's an Irish-born New Zealand actor. Didn't know that. Hell of I'm an learning accent. so much about Sam Neal. Yeah. Anyway, Ryan... Do you wanna? Do you want the the, no. the onerous <laughs> challenge of explaining this movie? Uh, no. Okay. Um, uh, it's, it's. I think you're gonna do a better job explaining okay. it than I am. I'm just gonna pop in, mm-hmm. and then we'll discuss. Okay. So this movie, which I which has a bizarre John Carpenter '80s soundtrack for yeah. no reason. I think if this movie had been pitch silent, it would have worked too. This soundtrack is half Godfather theme, half John Carpenter score. 
It's not like as in your face as John Carpenter scores, though. No. Like Except John for that Carp- one scene. Yeah, John Carpenter scores are always like kind of like electronica bumping, moving the action. Mm-hmm. And this is just kind of like, it's like it's almost not very noticeable. No, it's it's very... When, when it's... They use like the electro music like twice, mm-hmm. and it's jarring when it's playing. But yeah. then besides that, it's pretty straightforward. So, Possession is a movie about... Uh, some kind of psych, like special agent for the government. He comes home from an assignment and he immediately is greeted by his wife who wants a divorce. And he's like, why? And she's like, there's someone else. It's whatever. And the movie is an escalating series of brutal, insane arguments with his wife, played by Isabella Johnny, who again is one of the most unbelievably beautiful women who ever existed. She's pretty gorgeous. I think she was married to um, Daniel Day-Lewis for a little while. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sure, they made beautiful, wonderful acting children. I hope if so, they, anyway. If they had children. They might have been very briefly married. But, anyway. So, escalating arguments. Very brutal, insane, screaming match arguments that are shot very well. Until it's further escalating to the point that... Isabella Johnny is clearly something's wrong with her. It's not just that they're having hysterical fights. There's something wrong and strange with her. Yeah. Sam Neill is kind of he can't really see it because he's stuck in the middle of it of screaming at her. But then eventually it becomes revealed that she is cultivating and fucking some kind of tentacle monster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Slowly, or become, this, slowly become more humanoid. Yes, so to speak, as mm-hmm. it goes forward, and eventually it becomes revealed that it's some kind of conspiracy all along. So you have this brutal divorce drama that's actually incubating a scary monster movie. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's a strange, strange movie. Like trying to mash a monster movie with like Kramer People versus, versus Kramer. Kramer. Exactly. Maybe that's why I love this movie so much. It's Kramer versus Kramer plus some weird. Fucking gross monster shit. Some yeah. some Stuart Gordon shit. It's it's weird. Like the divorce stuff. It's it's very um, affecting. Yeah. There's a lot. There's like domestic violence aspects to it, and then mm-hmm. there's self harm. Yeah. Like it's psychological. Like you said, the guy who wrote it and directed it was going through a divorce at the yeah, time. Yeah, like a brutal I, divorce. That comes through pretty apparently very in this. Very clearly. Um, but not as like it comes through clearly, but not as like. Beating you over the head, like I said about um, Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. and like literally ripping, ripping his the heart, heart out. out. Yeah. Oh, Steve. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, let's start here. Um, how did you feel about the movie? I was confused most of the time <laughs> about like the, the whole the movie in and of itself, and you're like, oh, here comes the monster. I was like, monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's weird. Like, it's, there's a lot of like weird um, philosophical questions yeah a lot of god stuff a lot of god stuff and like i kind of got that from like the end of the movie with the going up the stairs and through the ceiling and then the other samuel going Mm -hmm. down to hell essentially so it's if you're looking for it it's there it it just doesn't beat you over the head with it i don't think no i I think you can enjoy this movie without thinking about the philosophical implications at all i wouldn't sell it as a monster movie though no like it's and i wouldn't really sell it as i guess i could sell it as a like personal drama mm-hmm. with a monster. Yes, it's it's a strange. It's one of the strangest movies we've watched on this show so oh, far. Oh, for sure. Um, again, I'm not gonna say I hate it, but I'm not gonna say I love it. Okay, it's, that's fine. It's it's just I'm glad I saw it. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't know if I would be able to recommend it to anyone except for like someone who's like a cinephile who hasn't seen it. That was probably my hesitation to recommend it to you. I just really wanted to do it for the show. And I walked into your to Top, to, Top Gallant East today at Six and Violent Studios. And I'm like, Ryan, I'm ready for you to hate this movie. Because anyone who hates this movie totally understood like yeah, like you, you. I can understand that. Yeah, it's it's not an easy watch. It's very intense, and honestly, if you're not watching for the tone, then it just seems fucking ridiculous and honestly mm-hmm. kind of stupid. That everyone is like overacting isn't the word. They're, no, it's it's just full on commitment. Yeah, everyone is really over. Like no one has the same accent. Literally no one. Yeah, everyone has a different accent, and it's just. And then you're famous focused. like hallway scene no, yes what's it the art what? it's like a tunnel tunnel, tunnel. that's yeah. the word i'm looking for I'm <laughs> uh that's just bizarre but like mm-hmm. also you just can't take your eyes off of it mm-hmm. it's like a car crash right let's start with the bad stuff what didn't you like about this movie besides it's just confusing which I, again i like to circle around and say i enjoy this movie despite not understanding it a lot of weird shit happens seemingly for no reason and honestly i think it's okay Maybe I do kind of like it. Like, I'm not, again, like, not loving it, not mm-hmm. hating it, but, like, maybe I'm just a little bit further to the, you know, towards, you know, the positive side of it. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't understand it. Maybe I'm not supposed to. Maybe I'm dumb. Who knows? I don't it's still, understand it. Like, it's a long, tougher watch, but there, it's enjoyable, mm-hmm. oddly. Like, there's just... Re- Redemptive things about it. You mentioned Requiem for a Dream earlier, and that's another movie where people are like, oh my god, it will be so hard to watch. And honestly, on a technical level, I enjoy the fuck out of that movie. I just like watching the movie for its cuts. Yeah. I watched, like I said, 20 minutes of it, and then my wife wanted to turn it off because she's Mm -hmm. seen it before and was like, this is depressing. Can we, like, watch something we're both going to enjoy together? I was like, okay. Like, I could put that forward about Possession that it is fucking great directing mm-hmm. and it's fucking great acting even if it seems too much yes it's an exercise in excess mm-hmm. there's but it's also it's restrained in its excess that it's like it is i mean it's, it's like it's... having a barking snarling dog on a chain that's just long enough yes there's it's it just goes it goes just far enough in its violence just far enough in its sex and it's strange way too far in its strangeness yeah it goes a little bit over on that, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's still like it's. It, I can't say anything other than like bizarre, odd. <laughs> like it's that's just how I feel about it. All right. When did you first find this? Um, Danny recommended this movie to me. That's right. Two he did years say that. ago, I think. Yeah, Daniel. Um, Daniel Reichel. Fuck you, Danny. Of slow readers. So uh, I'm surprised he recommended it to you while only watching like thirty minutes of it. No, Danny knows that I love, like I love. Bitter, screaming divorce stories. I love breakup stories. I mm-hmm. love romance. I love drama. And he saw the scenes where the characters are... Or Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny. They have so many scenes where they're just fucking flipping out on each other. I love that first diner scene. The first time they freak out. Yeah, and the chairs crazy. and the shouting at each other. Danny knows I'm super into that kind of thing. I love that kind of storytelling. Especially if it's done with a kind of restraint like this. Mm-hmm. Like weird. It's a weird... Like in terms of how... Zulowski does it. It's super restrained while the characters are going ape shit. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. It reminds me of like like a painting. I think mean, there's so many amazing shots in this movie where it's a beautifully done portrait of people like going batshit. 
Yes. It's it's it, so Danny recommended it to me, knowing I like that kind of thing, and then it, ha- it coincided. I was um, subscribed to Mubi at the time, and he recommended it to me, and it immediately like that day it popped up on Mubi, and I'm like, ooh, let's get on it. Let's I make will this sit down. Yeah. Have you watched the uh, the lesser cut? I have not. The shorter I've one? only seen the extended cut. Because the the other one's like what like ninety minutes, so it cuts out like. 40 minutes of this. I'm very curious about what that yeah. must look like. Maybe maybe it's a better movie. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine like the movie really functioning without all of its scenes. Like Everything seems like pretty much in place for me. I think I could, I were... could cut out like 10 minutes of this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't say like 30 to 40 though. No, yeah. Like, I think you're, you're like, taking that would be away like the essence of the movie. Way too streamlined. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. Maybe they recut it for like American audiences to just be a monster movie. Probably. American yeah. audiences are dumb. Yeah. Stupid Americans. Yeah. Did you ever see that cracked video about where they compare the trailers for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies from the American one to the British one? No. It's really funny. They show them both. The American one is like this really... It, it just looks like a stupid horror film with mm-hmm. like people in dresses. And the British one, where the British respect the audience to at least know what Pride and Prejudice is, mm-hmm. it's a comedy trailer with like kick-ass music, and it like establishes, oh, it's me, um, Elizabeth Bennets, and it's me, Mr. Darcy, and then it cuts in fucking zombies, and it like respects its audience. Okay. Unlike us Americans. I will never. I, I don't really know why I don't understand like what everyone's fascination with zombies is over the last I decade. Really don't either. I think it just becomes like a kill fantasy. I think that's the number one thing. Yeah, like I wish I lived in a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. world where there were no rules. Yeah. Like I grew up watching a lot of like zombie movies like George A. Romero shit, so it's another yeah. one of those like, God damn it, why are people appropriating my geek culture? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's um, Ryan, what, what do you think is today's, is it just zombies that today's prevailing like supernatural threat? I mean, vampires were all over the place for a while. Well, when you had your Twilight stuff, it was like mm-hmm. vampires and then even then it was like... True blood. Yeah, but they were like, they were such pussy vampires. Mm-hmm. Like I had to take my wife to go see like the last one in theaters. And I distinctly remember standing in line and locking eyes with another, like, boyfriend there against his will. <laughs> and just, like, giving him, like, did nice you, little nod. Did you each pull out your flasks and air toast? I, I just gave him, like, a nice nod. And he just, like, sheepishly nod back. And we were like, yep. you know, I kind of, I wanted to hug him. Just, like, <laughs> just, we're in this together. Just just keep it together, brother. You two should have just been like, okay, we're going to sit in the back. We're yeah, gonna, like, like, do you want to, like, go get a beer and oh, leave these bitches? Oh, Robin. All these watches bullshit. Like, watch these fucking movies. The vampires go out and they just mm-hmm. sparkle. Like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't, I've never seen any of them and I don't care. I don't think I ever will. Yeah, they're awful. I've seen most of them and they're, like, just bad yeah. Ernest Twilight fan, yellow flag. That's, I'm just kind of like, hmm. Well, she had the thing. She's like, "Well, I read the books in high school," and I was like, "All okay. right, I, I guess I, you want to see the adaptation." Yeah. But it was another one of those like early like yeah. times with her where she was like, "Yeah, it's not really a good movie." Also, Michelle Monaghan is a very smart person, and I think if you're slum, if you're enjoying your slumming like kind of stuff, I imagine like like see the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, everyone's got guilty pleasures. Yeah, and I just took it as that. I was like, "Okay, this is her guilty mm-hmm. pleasure." Like, all right, that's fine. But like, if you only like Twilight, we have a problem. Yeah. But if you also like Twilight guiltily, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. that's just fine. I'll take that. But like, I don't, the, today's predominant supernatural threat, mm-hmm. like I said, so for like three years there, it was like, but even then, they weren't a threat. They were more of a sexual fantasy. Yeah. So we had them. I guess zombies has been it. It's still since been like, it. 
Walking Dead came out like 2010. So it's been around that long. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. The first season was like a mini. It was only supposed to be like six episodes and one and done. And then it was like, oh, everyone loved it. So we're going to pick it up and make it a shitty TV show. Yeah. I don't, I've never, I've watched like maybe four episodes. Yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. Me neither. So I guess that would be today's threat. Mm hmm. I mean, ghosts are always around. Yeah. That's always the thing. Um, a part of me really wants there to be a bizarre resurgence of a creature from the Black Lagoons because of Shape of Water. That'd be great. I'm, or, you know what we were talking about with the, um, actual, uh, practical effects in this? Yeah. I miss 1980s practical effects and, like, creature features. I love the creature in this movie. It's so fucking, like, there's that one close-up of it where just you see its eyes for the first time, and it's Sam Neill's eyes. It's it's like a practical effect, like, small-time Cthulhu. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a great way to put it. That, like, it's just, yeah. like, grossly writhing on a bed, usually. Yeah, and then just thrusting into this bitch. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm disparaging women with this, but, like, you fuck a squid monster, you're kind of an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, she's, she's possessed by it. It's possession. Oh. Wait, am I supposed to believe that the uh, teacher is a, another one of those things? I think that's the implication. That's what I was kind of getting at I the think end of this. that's a suggestion of it. It's... Like, there's, I think that this movie, it ends, the first time you see it, the first time I saw it, it ends and you're like, wait, what? I, okay, um, I enjoyed this movie for its visuals and its tone more than anything else, its story and its emotion, I mean, sorry, its emotion, its story, I'm just always like, whatever, it, a, mm. bunch of, a bunch of shit happens, and then it ties in to be some kind of conspiracy about pink socks, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this is a movie that I would actually like to see in theaters, Mm. Like, there's certain movies that I'll just watch and put on. And I always say, like, my dream is, like, to have, like, a house with an actual movie theater in it to recreate yeah. that experience. But, like, just being locked in, like, a big room, lights down, I think this would be better. I think so. You know what I mean? Yeah, having, like, like the group to watch it, like, being enthralled under its spell. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I think would work better with, like, an audience. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, it's not, it's, I said to you that it's a movie you can pay 75% attention to, mm-hmm. and it's fine. This movie is so filled of broad strokes, but also it rewards close viewing at the same time. Yeah. I, 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 I love this movie so fucking much. Um, what do you like about it, Ryan? What do you love I, about Possession? I like that it's different. Mm-hmm. I like that it's bizarre and it's. Were you it, able it, to guess at any point what was going to happen next? Not really. I mean, I, I had said like, uh, "Is this going to end like America Werewolf in London?" You're like, "You're not far off," and mm-hmm. I wasn't far off. No. But it's, it's just a weird fucking movie, it's and that's a weird and that's movie. and that's what the best part about it is mm-hmm. is that it's so weird, it's so different than whatever the, everybody else was doing in yeah. early '80s. I can't think of another movie like it. No, I mean, it has, like, echoes of different films. Like, mm-hmm. we were saying, like, oh, kind of like The Room a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, pieces of Polanski Like, we were there. wondering if, like, Tommy Wiseau was, like, a fan of this because mm-hmm. it has, like, those weird, like, melodramatic, like, TV, like, soap yeah. opera aspects. And then there's shit like, why is Margie's leg in a cast? What? Yeah, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. does that service the plot whatsoever? Mm-hmm. Like, and it has a heel. Yeah. There's this movie, I think I said that this movie is filled with confident choices, even if they don't seem to make sense to an audience. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude knew exactly what he was doing, which I think's awesome. Yeah. Like, there's so many beautiful shots in this movie. Like, the camera movements are just all there. And then there's so much bizarre fucking. Anytime anyone's talking, you're like, what is happening? Yeah, it's bizarre, but yeah. made with confidence and mm-hmm. not made by someone without uh, craft. A plan. Yeah, a craft or a plan. And, like, it's frequently very funny, I think. And mm-hmm. I think it's on purpose that 
it takes a strong director of a strong mastery of his tone to be able to have silliness existing in a frame. Mm-hmm. That, I explain it to you that my my comparison to this movie is so the height of drama. That's this when you are at your absolute most miserable. When you are crying. When someone has shattered you. When your heart is broken. When, when you are in the most pain. You probably look funny. Yeah. yeah when you're when you're ugly crying. You're snot on your face and you're red and you're crinkled. No one cries beautifully. And this movie is like, when you are in the depths of emotion, you probably look ridiculous. You don't stop being silly because the world's ending around you. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie's beautiful for that. Yeah, that's why I kind of counted with like another 80s movie where mm-hmm. I was like, Better Off Dead kind of does yeah. that. Like the director had the same thing. Like he had shot, he had broken up with his girlfriend and like done home movies mm-hmm. and shown it to his friends and they laughed at him because yeah. they thought it was funny and mm-hmm. that was kind of the inspiration for Better Off Dead. That's all, I don't know. But That's Better awesome. Off Dead does like, it plays it for laughs and this doesn't play it for laughs. It's mm-hmm. just dramatic and like you're supposed to like laugh at what you find funny, I guess. Yeah. Instead of playing the whole thing as a straight up comedy. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Eraserhead that if you want to watch Eraserhead as a comedy, you totally can because that movie is randomly funny at times okay like and it's weird you're supposed to react to it the movie isn't telling you how to feel at any point it's just presenting these scenes to you and it's people really going overboard and you i'm sure that if you want to to watch isabella johnny in that long i think amazing sequence where she's committing a body and soul to flipping out and throwing shit and just rolling all over the floor tearing her dress if you want to find that funny, the movie welcomes you to do so, I think. Yeah. And if you're captivated by it, by, and I am, I can talk while watching that scene and be completely engrossed in it. Yeah. Like, I, I think this movie is amazing. It, it's doing something you don't see anywhere else where you have something so escalated, but at the same time, it's just, it's there. It doesn't care what you think about it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's such a weird It's such a movie. weird movie. If you're looking for something different, this is mm-hmm. this is the one. Yeah, I, I I really I genuinely love this movie. It's not perfect. Yeah, I think really around the hour mark when all of a sudden there's a lot of fourth wall breaking and mm-hmm. there's like footage of I think I would cut that out of Sam Neill like watching yeah, videotapes of her. Yeah, that's like, a little bit of her a... ballet thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, I think the ballet thing kind of makes sense, and you cut it because there's a lot of like all of a sudden talk about sister fate and sister chance. Yeah, and I'm like. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm tuning out a little bit now. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that, I don't know, that's the one thing where I don't know if that's his intention, because an hour into the movie, you suddenly feel incredibly off balance, because now you're really not sure where this movie's going, and and you know it's an hour more. It goes like horror, psychological terror more Mm -hmm. after the hour mark, I think. I, it I stops think, being a divorce drama at that point. Yeah, it's really not anymore, and it's really about this move, this woman who's gone insane. Mm-hmm. I think maybe there's only that's the only real flaw I have with this movie. It's that it's a movie of two halves. Yeah, and I think that it doesn't do it seamlessly. No, because you can pretty much say like that's where it shifts. Yeah, and maybe that's what he wanted to do. It's like <laughs> would, would you say the same thing about SLC Punk? It has an intentional, uh, like jarring tone shift into the drama. No, I think it's pretty seamless the whole way through. Like, I've always found it to be more drama all the way through. I think the first, like... Autobiographical of, drama. I think the first half of SLC Punk's very funny. And I think it wants to be funny. And then you see Devin Sawa as, like, as a bum. And that's when the movie starts taking this abrupt tone into, like, tragedy. 
Okay, I can see your point on that. Mm -hmm. I, I just always saw it as like autobiographical, so you're seeing different aspects of his life and seeing it as it progresses. So I guess maybe you're right, but like I, a rise it, just, and a fall. it doesn't seem as like apparent as this to me. Yeah. I, I, if this movie was a painting, it would be like my favorite painting. There's just so much happening in it. I feel like this is a wall mural of new detail, of, of strong brilliant shining emotion mm -hmm. of just so much happening there it's like it's like the art i like i like abstract expressionism okay it reminds me of a pollock it's like every drop is on purpose and it looks like a catastrophe and a mess but if you stare at it it's perfectly planned okay i think you're right it it would reward uh on multiple viewings i mean like, don't, just, don't, don't, be like, in, don't be in a rush to rewatch it no, i'm really not i i it's a movie that you have to kind of let set for a while mm -hmm. and then i think on a revisit like it's going to open itself up a little bit more yeah it's like a fine wine exactly it'll age well yeah you have to open the bottle let the tannins settle yeah, let everything go so I, I watched it for the first time and i was like i think i loved that i i'm not sure and then as time went on and i reflected it i'm like no, I loved that. Yeah. And then I saw it again. And I'm like, definitely love it. Mm -hmm. And even today, I'm watching it again with Theo. I'm like, oh, I fucking love this movie. It's so confidently strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, you got to give it that. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, so I you know what my final thought here is that uh, I'm thinking about who I would like actually. Yeah, recommend who would you recommend it. this to? Do so you, you know anyone besides <clears throat> me? Um, <clears throat> or Daniel. Usually, it's funny, after these things, like, after, you know, the wife gets home, she'll be like, hey, how was recording? I'm like, oh, it was good. Gabriel and I watched the movie. How was it? My review, and my instant review to, like, her tonight is going to be, you know what? It's really fucking weird, but mm -hmm. I liked it. Yeah. So, like, I would never be able to recommend it to my wife. No. Ever. Like, no she, we would get 20 minutes in, she'd be like, what the fuck is that? And then pull up her phone and just, like, oh, God, <laughs> God damn it. So, like, I don't... It's weird that Danny doesn't like it. It seems like it would be up his... His road, but I, I can understand why he does it. It's too much emotion. Danny doesn't like too much emotion in his stories. Yeah. He likes frozen characters. Like, he loves, like, what? Like, he loves Only God Forgives. I think we're going to be doing a My Grody Valentine of Daniel soon. I think he's doing Drive. Okay. Um, I think I could probably, like, maybe recommend it to uh, friend Ryan Hill. Oh, and, yeah. And his, uh, his group. Because mm -hmm. I think that they would do, they're they would art, probably get into that. They're art theater dudes. So it's a little art, it's artsier, so I can see him getting into it. Like, maybe I would, like, bring this for, like, a movie club thing. Like, hey, anyone yeah. want to watch anything? Like, hey, you guys want to see something fucking weird that you yeah. can kind of make fun of the if whole way through. If you want to bring a strange gambit of a movie, yeah. this is a good one. But as for that, like, there's nobody else in my life that's, like, most of my friends are very casual movie fans mm -hmm. and, like, fans of, like, the, you know, we discussed, like, movie people, yeah. our movie wall, mm -hmm. like, our 80s yeah. schlocky weird shit. I could not bring this to them because no. they would just not understand it. I don't understand it, but I like yeah. it. I can mm -hmm. I can see its merits. So there's not many people, but the people I would recommend it to would I think would find it to be quite a gem. Yeah, like I I, I think this movie is a total total gem. I, this I, is the this is the kind of movie I wish I would have like found at 15. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have enjoyed it at 15. I wouldn't have understood it. I, I wouldn't have understood it, but I think I, I would have liked to have had this mm -hmm. in my repertoire of like, yo, I saw this fucked up movie. You yeah. guys want to watch this? It, it's a good badge of honor movie. Yeah. It's like, it's like um, if you're talking to a cinephile who likes something a little bit odder, or someone's like, oh, did you see this movie? Isn't it intense? I'm like, have you seen Possession? Yeah, I'm gonna, this is like, when you're talking to someone who's a movie person, this is a good like dick measuring movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. But have you seen Possession? But I think that it's like, not... Like, no, I haven't, and my dick's bigger. Yeah, it's it's not 
it's not like a totally pretentious movie either, I think, because it's fun. I I enjoy watching this movie. The physical act of watching this movie is joy for me because I can enjoy it on a technical level. I enjoy it on an emotional level and everything. That if you want, if you want to have a dick measuring contest, you you say like, oh, have you seen Sallow? Because that movie. I guess, but the kind of movie fans I like. Let me clarify exactly. my fifteen-year-old comment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie that you have to dig to find. Yes. And that's what I mean. Exactly. This, I wish this was one of those movies I was like digging through the wall and I found like, what the fuck, possession? That's weird. Yeah. Oh, the guy from Jurassic Park. This is probably interesting. <laughs> like you, like it's not streaming anywhere. Yeah. Like we had to watch it on your computer where you yeah, have a copy. Mm-hmm. So it's. You have to dig. You have to want it. I don't and think that's... there's a good American release of it either. I think I have to get a year. I, I was gonna buy it like on the special edition Blu-ray. I think it's mm-hmm. only PAL. See, that's what I mean, man. Like bad, like you said, badge of honor. You gotta mm-hmm. want it. You gotta find it. You gotta watch it, and you gotta give me your opinion. So yeah, I mentioned to you like for my final thought for it. This is exactly a movie I wish I had made. This is everything I love in like storytelling. I love heightened emotion. I love the supernatural. I love something grisly and I like it to be funny. This is kind of like a weird, like the foreign cousin to American Werewolf in London. It's like, even that's already like a foreign film. It's already like the, the, the trippy art house version of it. Which yeah, it's, that's it's right. so much in there. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I don't know. I've, what year I've, was Werewolf in London? Oh, that's a good question. Is it? I, was it after this? Is that like 82, 83? Siri, it... what year did American Werewolf in London come out? Here's what I found on the web for what year did American World in London nope. come out. Nope. Okay. Hold on. Wow, she is not good. Siri, what year did American Werewolf in London come out? An American Werewolf in London was published the 21st of August, 1981. Same year. Wow, interesting. interesting. That's really this cool. This would be a good double feature. That would be a great double feature. Yeah. When I go to Los Angeles and I become bros with Quentin Tarantino, I'm going to recommend this double feature. Which one would you start with? Probably Possession. Yes. So that way yes. afterwards you can chill out and just enjoy a werewolf. I agree completely. Like, I think you, you need to be challenged first and, and then it, take right? that like... All right, uh, fifteen minute break. Will we change the reels and come mm-hmm. back in and get something fun and yeah. like easy to watch yeah. like that? After a two hour grueling emotional tear, you have a hundred minute joy fest of American Werewolf. I think if you started with American Werewolf in London and then ended with Possession, you get people leaving. Yeah, but you like, got to have uh, the prize at the end of like mm-hmm. if you get through this, you get American Werewolf in London. Exactly, it's like um it's like two like dual screenings of Totoro and Grave of the Fireflies. Never end of Fireflies. You don't feel to go home weeping. You feel to go home flying. Okay. Good choice. Yep. Anything else? No, that's all. That's all my thoughts on it. See it if you can find it. I mean, not not to like wag our dicks at you, but see it if you can find it. Yeah. I love this movie. It is a task to watch. And if you hate it, that's fine. Yeah. And you know our difference of opinions. I kind of like it. Yeah. So, uh, sex and violence approved. Yeah. Stamp, Hell yeah. Stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. One, one sword and two swords and dicks up. Three tentacles up. I love it. Okay. All right, guys, we'll be right back for a break. Danny, sell them something. Fuck you. Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies, too. But the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh-oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep. Uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this, this book is so... 
painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that's, uh, I know what that's like. And truly, our... You were in a car that landed in black water? Yeah, I, dude, I, no, I fucking killed a woman you like fought? this. You fought? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid, because like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping. I was going like, listen, girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit God girl possess? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run in <laughs> with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence the hot-ass Top Gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff. And then when you're done with that, go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck, to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out, Slow Readers, comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. Hi, it's me, Ryan Snyder from Sex and Violence. Can you guys do me a favor? Head over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. If you can prove that you wrote that review, you can bring that into the bookstore speakeasy and get a free drink. Or if you got any questions, drop us a line, sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. Sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. And that's the word and. A-N-D. And. And thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Top Gallant Radio. Fuck you, Danny. Hello, and welcome back to Sex and Violence. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Gabe. Part two. Hey. Uh, now we can relax. We can chill out. We can stretch it out a little bit. Yeah, we can stretch our tentacles. Oh, very good. Oh, nice and loosey-goosey. Oh, wait. I don't have to stretch the rotator cuff. I'm not working tonight. Yeah. That's no good. worries. Yay. Dude, like, my... Like, so you know that I have this other, like, not office job, but it's an it's more office than bartending. Mm-hmm. And now that I don't bartend anymore for the time being, I'm, like, working on this office shit. And you know what? This stuff's hard. Yeah, you can't say cocksucker anymore. No, I really can't. It's kind of it's a real bummer. Like I spent all of yesterday from like nine a.m. to seven p.m. working. I was sitting there and I was like editing and I was typing and I was doing queries mm-hmm. and I was exhausted. I was more exhausted than I would be if I had been bartending. Jeez. Oh, for uh, people who followed us from Sex and Violence to Slow Readers back after mm-hmm. the crossover yeah how was your uh, sick day where you laid in bed and watched uh blade runner oh i didn't get around to it Aww. no i'm on well what i did i was really happy was for you because i had my back <laughs> to the future like when i was i don't i didn't say it on air but like when i was sick i laid in bed and i watched back to the future like one and two mm-hmm. and it was glorious because i just like took like sleep like nyquil and then chased it with a hot toddy like, just sucked it down really quick yeah and i just laid in bed and just drifted in and out of consciousness and just like got to wake up to flashes of my favorite scenes and it was awesome and I was really excited for you to do the same thing no I'm I sorry ended up working happen. the entire day that I just what's it called I, I, I got home and I had to conduct interviews and I had to go get all my research done I didn't get to chug my NyQuil till like 8.30 at night hmm and then do you know I you're did. supposed to measure that what yeah 
I was talking. I was talking to uh, Michelle Monaghan about it because she's like, you should take some Nyquil, and I was like, or Dayquil, and I was like, how much? And she was like, well, how much do you take a Nyquil? I was like, I normally just like chug, chug it, for, <laughs> like chug it a little bit, and then I just wait to fall asleep. She's like, that's not how you're supposed to do it. That's so bad for you. Why? I'm like I'm not robo dripping. Like yeah, I'm just, I just want to take enough where I feel tired, and my right eyes fucking go. Mm-hmm. But apparently, and then I set up my uh, Dayquil shot like a bartender. I did like Dayquil and then orange juice. Nice. Yeah. So apparently like you're your, supposed to measure these things. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I think my mom used to do it for me. I just drink it. Yeah. And then I get, a, I get a small cup, and I do half orange juice, half ginger ale, and then you know it just soothes me, and I go right to bed. Yeah. That's nice. I read a book for really a while, and to... I just fucking passed out. Oh, I'm sorry you didn't get your blade runner. It's okay. I mean, like, in my, like, so in my car, I'm basically bringing clothes, my computer, my VCR, a TV, tapes, and books. That's all I'm bringing to Los Angeles. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd expect nothing less. Yeah. I should just get some nice bar gear so I can have a nice like rolling flap out thing of bar mm. gear. Kind of like um, a certain bartender we know. Yes. There's a, um, I don't think I, I didn't show it to you, but they're uh, the bartender kit that's like all leather. Ooh. They finally like released it and the price and everything. And I was like, oh man, it's going to be expensive. What's the price? Like four fifty, four seventy five. dollars <laughs> But it's got like... It's a full kit. Like, I don't think it comes with all the shit, but it's, it's like a full a leather. Kit, like, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, when I have a spare 450. Yeah, if I had that much disposable income, I would 100% buy that. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll see. We have plans. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, life stuff. Ryan, what did you watch this week uh, for Sex and Violence? Attempted to watch uh, that Requiem for a Dream, as I said, but mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't go so well. Um, and uh, then. The, the, the effect of the TV in the refrigerator? So yeah, I, I, I was enjoying it and then she was like, this is depressing. So, like, we had gotten, like, pizza and we were just, like, chilling out, drinking beer. That's a weird pizza, pizza watch. Yeah. So, we ended up watching, I just was like, just find something on fucking TV. I was like, all mm-hmm. right, cool. And I was like, all right, it's either going to be, like, old Simpsons episodes, which you... Watch you Lost City of Zed. We talked about that. We were going through. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, this is Gabriel's favorite movie of the year. And she was like, it's two, like over two hours like I'm gonna go to bed soon she worked like a 13 hour day and she was like maybe tomorrow so we might watch that tonight actually nice Um, so ended up she hates old Simpson reruns I love them so I lost that and I was like well South Park Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah whatever and it was like early South Park episodes like 2001 2002 so just when the animation was getting good Mm -hmm. and there were some really fucked up episodes that she had never seen and was like appalled but like laughing at sure and it kind of like made me think of something uh again to bring up the name again uh ryan hill and steve were talking about that they had said like when was the last time south park really was controversial in a like constructive way Mm -hmm. i guess and like i find from like 2001 to 2006 that's like the golden time of south park in my opinion it's when they were like really funny really offensive dangerous and like they got conversations started so the episode we had watched was the uh the cripple fight episode i love cripple fight followed by the episode where they start the crips Uh uh-huh and then after that was was it like a timmy and jimmy marathon i think so because it was like the episode with like um what's his face um god damn it christopher reeves snapping the necks of fetuses (laughs) and sucking out i am now known as Chris. Chris. Yeah. So when he like snapped the fetus and sucked out the thing, uh-huh. like Emily's just, or uh, Michelle Monaghan, yes. excuse me, cut that, cut that. When he snapped the necks, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Michelle it's... Monaghan's just like appalled, just mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? I was like, you this can't is... stop me, Gene. I was like, this is when they were like on the edge. I love that fucking episode. So, That's so um, other than that, I mean, I haven't really done too much because of 
crazy weekend. Working life. Um, no, watch, let's be frank this week, guys. Sorry. Yeah, watch the little of uh, football. Sorry, because sure. yeah. Um, I like football. I just don't care enough to pick a team. Yeah, there's um, some, some crazy stuff. Uh, Skipper's gonna get his uh, ultimate matchup that he wanted. The the what best one. Uh, Falcons Eagles. And All that right. was the one he felt was more favorable to them. Battle of the Birdies. Battle of the Birds. So we'll see what happens. Or- you yeah, know, I, um, I was flirting with the idea of moving to like Los Angeles and making part of my identity being like, oh yeah, I'm an Eagles guy, but I think that won't open like won't open any doors for me. No, it'll just be it'll close doors in my face. I don't know if it'll close doors. It'll just be like, oh, he's from. You'll probably get that anyway. Like, oh, yeah. you're from like Philly area. You're probably an Eagles fan. And it, yeah. How many people are, that are football fans are you gonna run into in the creative arts? That's a great question. Probably very few. Yeah. So I doubt it really matters. No, I just like being adaptable. I like having like like being able to talk to everyone about anything. So yeah, okay. maybe we'll think about it. Yeah, how about yourself? Um, I really didn't watch anything new no? this week. No, I saw Shape of Water. We discussed that. Yeah, on... we did. Actually, I'll discuss that for this show if you want really briefly. Um, Go right ahead. Love it. Love Del Toro. You know I love Crimson Peak so much. Um, Ryan, I can't wait for you to see it. I think it's great. You saw it with the ladies, didn't you? Yeah, I saw it with um, our dear friends from uh, the bookstore. Mm-hmm. So I thought Emily and. Uh, and Amy, and uh, we were just we were just crying like children. Like I really really liked it. I think like Del Toro, it, it's it's a lean, mean, lovely machine, and I really love the crap out of it. You know, I like old okay. Hollywood. I love musicals. I love classic monsters, and I like I like creepy like like interspecies fucking apparently, according like possession. Mm-hmm. Not really a spoiler. Uh, sorry, <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. But um, shades of water. Great, invisible directing, and fucking brilliant. Okay. Cool. Besides that, I watched the entirety of the Pride and Prejudice BBC miniseries at the Professor. Very good. Oh, it's brilliant. Okay. It's it's really actually. That seems like something you two would sit and watch. Oh, totally. I think that's why she likes me. Also, people like this is gonna sound funny to you, Sex and Violence listeners. The Pride and Prejudice series, it is immaculately directed. It, like the direction in it is fucking incredible. It, it is like Del Toro. It is invisible, and the shots are brilliant. The compositions are gorgeous. And I'm sure I've recommended this before, on the Every Frame of Painting video series, which mm-hmm. unfortunately just ended. Oh, really? Yeah, he stopped making videos. I guess oh. he had better shit to do. But he has a video based on Bong Joon-ho's Memories of Murder. It talks about uh, like shooting, composing for crowds. Mm-hmm. And in every shot of that thing, it's setting up the next shot. You see someone in the background having a conversation, and we cut to them. It's fucking great. Okay. If you want to learn how to direct people, Shape of Water, Pride and Prejudice. Cool. All right. So, yeah, we didn't really do that much. Yeah, besides. we're kind of uh, lazy. We we got to a movie we've been promising for almost since Month. the inception yeah, of the show. Yeah, for a year, basically. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's set up next week. Yes. So Okay, Ryan, you have a game for me. Not a, a game or a questionnaire. Okay. So I have a couple movies uh, written down. I'm a Sagittarius. And it's, I'm thinking either we get to something we promised a while ago together while you're still here, mm-hmm. or we can do uh, you pick and flip. Oh man! Well, let's see what the options are. Okay, so if we're going to do uh, the game, okay, your options for the game would be cell block. Movie? What is okay. it? Uh, the Vince Vaughn one? Yeah, Brawl and Cell Block 99. Yes. Uh, Green Street Hooligans. Oh, okay. Uh, the next entry in the Lone Wolf and Cub series. Oh, right. Or, because you and I have never watched one together, something by uh, Kurosawa. Hmm. 
I, now, would, I would avoid out Kurosawa considering that they're not very sexy or violent. Okay. Or, if we're going to do a movie we've promised for a while, mm-hmm. we get a guest and we do Streets of Fire. Okay. Hmm. So that's, you got some options here. Boy, that's tough. Yeah. Ryan, before I do that, um, do you have a preference? Um, honestly, I was leaning more towards Streets of Fire. Okay. Because um, we've been promising that for so long. I, I kind of want to bring someone in that we haven't done it with. Okay. Like, or if we can't get anyone, then it's just us. But, like, I really love the crap out of Streets of Fire, and I would love to watch it again and discuss it on here. You know, I think I just want to go for Streets of Fire. Yeah? I think we should finally do it. We promised to do it, and it's... I love Streets of Fire. Yeah. It's fucking absurd. Yeah, it's absurd, and it's... Sledgehammer dor- fight! It's dorky, mm-hmm. but... I have so much to say about it, yeah. and I, I, like, I'm like bursting right now with like okay. talking about it. So uh, let's do Streets of Fire. Sure. There. I'm gonna try and get. Um, I'll see if we can try to wrangle some guests. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll discuss off air who we can, who we can get, who's available. Do you who'd think, be a do you think we should bring back Neil for a last one? Do you think he'd be down? For that movie? Yes. May I don't think he would appreciate it. I don't think he would either, actually. So mm-hmm. if you want to bring him back for one more, we can do another eighty-seven movie, True. like Running Man's eighty-seven, right? Running Man's eighty-seven. I love Running Man. I tried to sell that last night to Michelle Monaghan <laughs> uh, after she was like, "What else is on?" Where's the Running Man? And I'm Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Oh yeah, that's right. He is the fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, doesn't he call Schwarzenegger a motherfucker in it? He's very not what you think of Richard Dawson in it. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. That's a great movie. I love that it's movie. It's been a very long that's time my, seen That's it. my favorite 80s Schwarzenegger movie. Really? Out yes. of all of them? Yes. Wow. Well, like, Total Recall is 91, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's my favorite Schwarzenegger period. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Just I, love Kindergarten Cop. We got lots of guests we can bring back for it. Someone would appreciate yeah, maybe it. Maybe someone um, new. We'll find out. Someone new. Um, but yeah, I think Street to Fire, so... Let's, let's, let's do Streets of Fire. Let's do Streets of Fire. Cool. And um, I'm going to throw it out there right now just so we can start gauging interest. Okay. So we had a uh, friend of the show mm-hmm. who designs movie posters. Yes. Uh, Mr. Tyler Martis, who will be future guest. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. He is going to be uh, starting work on a Warriors poster. Yeah. So the plan is to do a epi- episode where we watch the Warriors and Tyler would like to donate a poster to give away to our fans. It's so exciting. So, gauging interest from our fans, mm-hmm. email us right on the, wherever we are, mm-hmm. and let us know. Like you Start talking to us, because this could be a thing where we're starting to... A beautiful starting to, custom poster. Starting to give away some cool free shit. Yeah. Just for being a listener. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. If, just write into us. Just write in. There's many ways. Because we'd like to give it away, but I'm gauging interest, so I'm not giving it away to, you know, nobody. Yeah, exactly. Come at us, bros. Yeah, come at us. Now's the time. It's free shit. It's free shit. This is no longer free cocktails. This is free <laughs> custom posters. And it's it's going to be gorgeous. Can we uh, put up a poster on uh, a picture of the poster on Instagram? Fuck yeah. It's just so you guys can see his work and Totes. see what kind of stuff he's doing. And then we'll uh, we'll link to his profile as well so you can see further stuff that he works on. He's, I'll start he's media extre- blitzing. He's extremely talented and he's a... Uh, He's one of us. Yes. So 
Ryan, you may have to take back to the Twitter and try and get back, get aggressive again. Ah, God damn it. Yeah. I'm gonna let, I just deleted it. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's about it for the episode. Ryan, you want to plug for us besides the poster thing? Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> at Top Gallant Radio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me on the Instagrams mm-hmm. at Tango Like Cash. Yes. Uh, you can no longer find Gabriel there, but you can still find me at the bookstore Speakeasy, yeah. 336 Adam Street. Come in, get a drink, talk about movies. Woo. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm pretty, uh, pretty unfindable. Mm. Where can we find you? And, uh, and us. Yeah. Oh, you can also find you playing Destiny 2. At oh, Tango Light Cash. I, guess, yeah. Yeah. I don't really play much anymore. No? It, no, it kind of petered off. Dude, you should get Helldivers. Yeah? Yeah, I love Helldivers. I was playing with Daniel last I gotta find night. a new game. Yeah, dude, get Helldivers. It's either that or I'm buying Skyrim again. Yeah. And Helldivers is cheap. I think it's even on sale right now, actually. Yeah, okay. So go check it out. It's so much fun and it's so difficult. It's great. Daniel and I have not stopped playing it. Okay, cool. Listeners, you can find me on the internet at gmara number four serious on Twitter and Tumblr. You can also find me on Instagram at babymara of five A's. I may be changing that soon because considering that I, I, on my personal Instagram, I do a lot of posting for slow readers or slow readers, the other Top Gallant radio show where Daniel, Lily, and Reichel and I discuss literature and nothing. Uh, Ryan was just a guest on it. Yes, good times. So I do a lot of posting about books and book covers in there because I'm a creepy bibliophile. So maybe it might be changing my Instagram handle soon to be more about books, just get more followers. Okay. That'd be a fun thing to do. Um, you can also listen to Only Lovers Left in the Library, the other Top Gallant radio show, where a bunch of sexy little Tinas talk about books, erotica, and feminism. Um, it's been on hiatus right now. We're trying to figure out when we can start releasing that thing weekly. We're going to come down with a hammer. Cool. Um, besides that, just write into us, message us, review us, please. Just, just write a review right now. We need you. We'll give you a free fucking poster if we pick you. Yeah, free poster, free so, custom poster. Custom poster. We'll be the only one in the world. Yes. Until he starts selling it. Yeah, but either yeah. way, it's it's custom design Warriors poster. poster. You love yeah. the Warriors. What are you listening to the show for if you don't want the Warriors? Yeah, 100%. All right, guys. So um, we'll see you next week with Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire. Bye, Walter Hill, also director of The Warriors. Oh, I just said, like, bye. Oh, bye. Bye! Bye. Walter Hill. See ya. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasts and content, go to topcountradio.com. 